it's Megan and Nicole. Welcome to It's Cool Us Too, where we chat different parts about being a woman in your 30s and realize honestly, we all go through the same shit just from different angles. <laughs> we kind of match, actually. Yeah, it's kind of weird, actually, because I put this on because I was wearing, I ordered myself sushi for dinner and then I naturally spilled soy sauce all over my boop. So, Have you um, eaten already? Yeah, but you said that in such a London way. Have you eaten already? Yes, I have eaten. I had sushi because I went to the gym and I had a smoothie for lunch, which was weird. So then I, yeah, I'm really obsessed with smoothies right now. Just one smoothie, blueberry banana. That's my, it just, it slaps. All the flavors of all the flavors in the world. You blueberry, but anything banana. I'm traumatized from my childhood when the antibiotics used to be like banana flavored, like the amoxicillin. The trauma that I have been through. I am currently dealing with this with my therapist. No, that's my therapist's (laughs) whole other thing we have to deal with at some point. But the therapist that you're not, not certain you'll continue seeing. Not vibing the with. Yeah. <laughs> no, but anything banana flavored. Like, I like bananas. I don't like things banana flavored. I feel the opposite to you. Um, well. Well, not the, not the opposite. <laughs> I, I don't like eating bananas because of the sound it makes when you eat them. What? <laughs> yeah. It's like. I can't stand that. That makes, how are you oh, that eating, makes me feel sick. How are you eating bananas? Well, how are I don't you, think I've ever gone like. I've been meaning to talk to you actually about how you eat bananas. Okay. First of all, if you watch me eat a banana, it's triggering you'd be impressed. <laughs> you should see my technique. You should That's see my technique. Mow that thing down. This is, We have to edit this part out. This cannot make yeah, it into the podcast. A, this is a pod about bananas. Um. Cool. What are we diving into today? I think we're going to talk about something that both of us struggle with. Something mm-hmm. that I think many people do, especially if they have anxiety. And we're going to talk about being a selfish bitch. In a good way. Yeah, like in the most positive <laughs> and like affirming. We want to be more, we want to be more of selfish bitches i feel like that's heavy on the selfish sentence. low on the bitch yeah light bitch but i light think bitch like <laughs> light bitch but i do think that it's important to be selfish and i don't really know how to do it sometimes so i recently had a bit of a breakdown um and i was feeling really resentful towards people in my life but for reasons that I don't really make sense, because I had never asked them for help, or I had never, yeah, like I was, like I almost talked myself out of leaning on people, and people were like very easily asking me to do things and like pick up the slack, and I just like had this full breakdown where I was like, no one supports me, I'm all on my own, um, and I went and talked to one of my good friends, Kasha. And like sat in her backyard and like kind of let her know how I was feeling and just like, which was more than that, but it was bigger. And she's like, Nicole, she's like, I literally thought your life was going amazing right now. She's like, I had no clue 
you were struggling. I had zero indication that you needed help because every time, like, we were, so the instance was we were planning a bachelorette and getting ready for it. And the week before I was running around doing things for it, as well as also doing my, my own life and work and the rest of it. And she was like, you made it seem like you could do all of these things and it was no issue for you to pick up the slack. But she's like, if you had told me you needed help or you had leaned on us, you would have done it. Yeah. She's like, you didn't ask. And then my response was, well, you know, you guys all have kids. You have a million things going on. Like almost I was reprioritizing her life and her needs over my own. And it was almost like if I asked, I was going to be a burden to her. Yeah. So we had this amazing talk over wine, obviously. (laughs) And... It just put into perspective, I think, what I was feeling versus the reality around me. And one of the things that we talked about, and this is what sprung this conversation, is I was like, well, I don't want to ever feel like I'm entitled. And I don't want to come across being entitled. And she's like, just based on your personality, she's like, you could never. She's like, even if you intentionally try to become selfish or try to act entitled. She's like, it will not come across that way because that's not inherently who you are. She's like, some people, yes, but it's just so far removed because I'm such, I'm hyper independent. You are as well. Mm. And I don't like asking people for help. (laughs) And it translates into many areas of my life. So I need to work on being more, I need to work on being more selfish and putting my needs first, both with myself and with other people in my life. Yeah. I think because we were talking not on the pod about that situation. And then I was talking about how my therapist very rightly says, I need to figure out how to create boundaries in my life. Not something that comes easily to me. And the selfish piece is very wrapped up in that, but just things like thinking that I'm fine with everything because I'm prioritizing people pleasing um, versus actually prioritizing what I want to do. So like oftentimes people will say like, Oh, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I'm easy. Like I'm fine to do whatever. And honestly, in that moment, I do feel fine. Mm. Like I'm not like secret. Like I really want to go do this. I can be pretty easygoing, but then I think that might be just because I've gotten so used to like not letting myself be selfish about what I want to do. Like that's a very small example, but it's almost like um, being the chill girl. Like that, you know what I mean? Like always, that's a whole other level you can get into, but I feel like that's a layer of it. Yeah. I think you're right. I think maybe for me, it's more being the chill girl. And for you, it's more like looking perfect or appearing as if nothing is bothering you. Everything is fine. Everything is. I'm literally that meme where it's like the dog sitting in like a house on fire, holding a cup of coffee, being like, everything is fine. Everything is fine. (laughs) That's my life. That's my mental state (laughs) at all times. (laughs) And who wants to date me? (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny though, because like we have very different approaches to who wants to date me. Sorry. I just realized what you said. Everyone. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we have very different approaches because like I very much am like, 
I'm imperfect. Let's make fun of it. But I'm also not going to ask for too much. And I'm going to make it really easy to be my friend. Um, And and I'm obviously not doing that consciously, but like subconsciously, I think that's what's going on. Yeah. I see. I have this in, in my, like, absolutely. You're right. Like I have this idea of like people pleasing being perfect. Like I'm a perfect, like that's, and it's in such an uncomfortable way for me where it's, it's like linked to my core beliefs, but it's the way it relates to what you just said is making it easy for people to be around me or to like me, mm. which is, a. am getting more out of this than I got out of my therapy yesterday. <laughs> like, what can I say? I'm that good. What can yeah. I say? Um, but okay. So f- what would you say, Meg? being selfish, like when we talk about that word, which feels to me as I'm saying it like a dirty word. Yeah. Shame. What does it bring up for you? I think that it's like this idea of not being aware of other people. Like, yeah, honestly, I hate even like talking about it because I'm like, Oh God. But I think selfish means like an unawareness of other people for sure. Mm -hmm. Means being like out of touch with maybe like what's going on around you. And I think like, it's definitely something I think probably everyone has this, but from their childhood of being like, you know, you would never want your parents to be disappointed in you for thinking you were doing something to serve exclusively yourself. Um, And I think, so I think it's probably very deep rooted or deep-seated like even literally as I just said that I've never really thought about this but makes me think of you know when you're like a tiny kid tiny kid like a little baby (laughs) and you're like yeah tiny kid um and you're playing with other kids and they're like be gentle share your toys like it's almost like literally that of like you never want people to think that you're not willing to share your toys um or in business speak um there's this saying and SaaS businesses where it's like you have to be willing to let go of your Legos Um, and I think that there's like um, yeah this feeling of not wanting to be seen as the person who isn't able to do that yeah so what you just said was so interesting too like the let go of my Legos thing for me when I think of being selfish at work I have a really difficult time delegating it's something I am working on every day with my team and it absolutely is on me to, to figure out. And I've talked to my boss about this, but the idea of not letting go of my Legos for me isn't because I don't want to like let anyone play in my sandbox, which sounds like a really dirty, (laughs) but I don't mean it that way. Like I, for me, it relates more to, my thinking of, I don't want to burden someone else. It's faster if I do it. If I do this, I know I'm going to do it the way that I had planned to do it. So there's like a control aspect, which I think, again, this is where you and I differ when it comes to being selfish. It's like that perfectionist angle versus like control angle. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I was just going to say when you were talking about like trying hard to delegate and struggling with it. I I often sometimes have to check myself and be like, do you have to do this? Or mm-hmm. is it making you feel important to do this? That's such an interest. Yeah. 
Because wow. I think sometimes I'm like, and I, we're kind of like, this isn't necessarily about being selfish anymore because, but it actually, actually I take that back because it kind of is because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it's it like right. subconscious. Yeah. Like I'm going to do it right. I'll do it quickly. I'm not going to bother anyone with this. But there is an element That's of like a big one. holding on. Yeah. Holding on to it means that there's a degree of self-importance that I maybe give That's, myself. Even yeah. if it's a stupid task. Even if it's like, you know what? I w- I'm going to set up this Excel spreadsheet really quickly because I don't want to bother anyone else with it. And I'll do it really well. And I have control over it. So, yeah. yeah. It's weird. Yeah, I think for me being selfish, like when you talk about it, it's a big thing about being shame. And absolutely, I think subconsciously or like in my core beliefs, when if someone was to call me selfish, it would be like I have an unawareness of the things around me. I'm self-involved. I'm really not – I have no consideration for the people around me. And – in reality, where I want to be able to reclaim the word selfish, it's more where I put my life vest on before I put someone else's. Yeah. So in order to be the best version of me, in order to be the best version of me for my family and friends, my colleagues and the people in my life, I like it is at the point for me where I desperately need to be selfish. And like unapologetically so, because if I'm not, I'm going to continue to burn out and drain my battery. What do you feel like you need to be selfish about the most right now? Like, what do you struggle with being, what do you most struggle with when it comes to being selfish? And and what would be like the quickest fix for you? Um, is it like relationships, work, yeah. um, romance? Like, I don't know. Like, what is it? The- place where I need to be selfish right now is stop assuming that I'm a burden to people. So, or that I fall so low on everyone's priority list that I can't ask for help or lean on the people in my life the same way that I would be there for them if they needed to lean on me. So I'll back that up a little bit. So I have a tendency when I get overwhelmed and burnt out to isolate. I retreat. I don't answer my phone. I enjoy my alone time. And a lot of my self-soothe methods are isolating. Like mm. they're by myself. They're not engaging. They're not social. Um, and I often feel like I can't ask for help. So I don't. Or why so, do you think you can't ask for help though? So I've, I think, deprioritized myself right. compared to everyone else's life, which I think is a bigger issue in the grand scheme of things. So in where I live in Ottawa, there all of my girlfriends, except maybe one or two, have children. And so I always place that so far up. I'm like, okay, well, they can't be here for me the way that I maybe need them to all the time, which is true. They can't things change and that that's life. But I was talking to one of my girlfriends the other day about this who just had a baby a few months ago. And she's like, listen, I'm housebound for the next little bit because I'm breastfeeding and all of that. But you want to come over once the babies are in bed and 
you know, have dinner or hang out or whatever. She's like, I'm yours. She's like, you are, the door is always open. She's like, yes, it's not the way it always used to be, but come over and hang out, invite yourself over. And I think where this got into my head was over the last three years, I went, even before that, I would say the last four years, I've been through so much in a short period of time between like my parents getting sick, massive life changes, things like that. And I really didn't lean on many people. And I was like, I think part of that was one thing just happened after another and I couldn't really process. But when I did, it felt like everyone else was busy and I was like, okay, I'll just deal with this myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, it's fine. I'm fine. Literally that meme, I'm fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. And then it gets to the point where it's not fine. And I get to a point where I hit this basement level and I do need someone to kind of shake me out of it. So for the last few years, I'm so lucky that it's been my sister. And she's been able to, even with like A, listening to me or B, just like sitting beside me and watching like reality TV and hanging out, just giving me that time. And so what I need to do, because the people in my life have expressed that I can ask for it, I now need to take the permission that they've given me and actually apply it. Yeah. I think there's like so much going on there. <laughs> like the the one thing, and also like a, that's brave of you to like be so honest. So good job. Good job, babe. Killed it. I think the thing that you were saying about that you kind of started with around people having kids and you not, you not being in a relationship or not having kids yourself. So funny. Like, I think we're just in a time of our life where this is, cause it's happening to me too. Like one of my best friends, Bridget, um, her and her husband just had a kid. Um, she's amazing. And like in the same way that we're so aware of the fact that we don't want them to be overburdened when they're, you know, trying to take care of this brand new baby. I think she's also really worried about me. Like there's almost like, it's like reciprocal, right? Like she's taking away her ability to be a little bit selfish because she's thinking about like, Oh, my friend Megan who lives with two roommates in downtown Toronto and goes out on the weekends and just went to Glastonbury is in a far different place in her life than I am. Like I moved to the suburbs and I live with my husband and we just had this baby and like situation, like they didn't always differ that much. Right. And so I think both of us are, yeah, I don't know in my head, it made sense that it connected to being selfish, but I think we're, we're not being selfish enough, I guess, of like being okay with where we're at in our lives and showing ourselves a little bit of grace. I think everyone's always so concerned with how the people they love are doing Um, and I think that's where, honestly, I think that's where a lot of the, your inability to be selfish comes from. Cause you're looking at your friends and you're like, I want to support them. And when it comes to like the way we've been brought up, that's, you know, being a parent is kind of like the goal, right? Like you work towards this thing and you know that it's very hard and challenging. So I think we start to make ourselves smaller in order to make them bigger, maybe even just in our minds. Well, I th- and I think what you said is really interesting because I think traditionally 
the values that we have been raised on, again, where that end goal is family and home and all of these things, you tend to, I think, subconsciously put that on a pedestal. Yeah. But I also think the grass is always greener. So I imagine, and I'm I'm making an assumption here, I imagine that for someone who is, you know, a mom living in the suburbs, things like that, maybe for them in the same way that we put their life on a pedestal, they're putting our life on a pedestal being like, they can do whatever they want. They can go drinking. And, you know, maybe they're so lonely or all this stuff. Like one of the things that I, when I had my conversation with my friend Kasha, I was like, I didn't realize how hard it is when I come home at the end of a long day and I don't have anyone to talk to. I don't have anyone here to like make dinner with or even like cook for me or if things are busy, offer to pick up some of that load, which traditionally a partner would would be able to do. Or even in your case, I think it's nice for you that you've got Em and Sam living with that you come home and you just want to talk and hang out or you have someone there that, and they're like the greatest people in the sense that if you were having a shit day, they would take care of like ordering in dinner or cooking for you, pouring you a glass of wine. And so when you live by yourself, it's everything, like the buck stops with you. Yeah. So that was the biggest, um, I don't really know where I was going with that, (laughs) but that was like the biggest thing that really it was almost like a realization, like how much you miss that. Yeah. And I think being selfish kind of relates to all of this because a, we're trying to deal with like being in a phase of our lives where we are trying to define what being selfish even means again. Right. Like we were all in these bubbles of just hanging out with our friends all the time, not necessarily living on our own because we couldn't afford it. Um, people going out all the time together like we were in these little bubbles and now we're trying to figure out like what being selfish moving into the future means whether that's like romantically friendship wise work wise even like fitness wise or health wise like what does that mean and that's kind of what you're going through right now is trying to figure out what that looks like I don't really know if I'm going through that I feel like I'm in a very different um, well no I'm going through how to be more selfish for sure. Um, but in I'm different not going, ways though. Yeah. In different ways. What do you, what are you trying to be or what are you working towards being more selfish about right now in your life? Um, I feel like I've always been pretty good at being selfish from like a work perspective. Um, mm-hmm. or maybe it's not being selfish. Maybe I've been pretty good at like asking for what I think I deserve in a work. You are good at that. Yeah. But sometimes work-wise, like I can be a little bit intimidated with like who I'm in a meeting with or who's asking me to do something and I'll just kind of cow to it. And I am working a little bit on being more selfish with my time from a work perspective. And then I guess I'm looking at being more selfish with like, I guess it's kind of time too, but just thinking about trying to internalize what actually makes me happy on a regular basis or what I actually want to do at any given time and doing that instead of what I think is going to make someone else happy. So like like, having an opinion on something. 
yeah exactly or like you know when one of my friends is like I want to do this actually thinking about whether or not I want to do that thing (laughs) which is kind of crazy like I had a call with my therapist like a month or two ago we were talking about the trip that you and I were supposed to take Um, you and I and our other friend Teresa were supposed to take and because I messed it all up I basically screwed up the flights and it was going to cost me a ton of money to switch my flights in order to make that trip work. And um, my therapist asked me the most simple question. She was like, do you still want to go on the trip? And I was like, I don't know. Like I genuinely hadn't even really thought about it because I was like, I felt so bad that I'd like messed all of this stuff up. So I was just scrambling to try and figure out if I could make it work. And she was like, do you think that, you know, $1,100, do you think you're going to, do you think yeah. you can make that worth it for three days? And I was like, no, like, I don't think I can. And she was like, it's okay. Like, yeah, okay. Like you messed it up a little bit, but it's, a, your friends are going to forgive you. Like you didn't do this on purpose um, and you should prioritize what you need to prioritize. So that was kind of a big wake up call because it made me think about other situations in my life where I'm doing that. And um, maybe sometimes I feel like it's okay and I, it doesn't bother me, but then Sometimes it comes back to bite me where I've like made plans that I really didn't want to do, but I knew the other person really wanted to do. Yeah. And that's not fun for the other person or the other people, right? Like they don't want to me to be doing things just because I'm trying to make them happy or like people please them. So I think that's like the biggest way that I, I'm working on kind of prioritizing myself and being more selfish. I think that makes a lot of sense. I like being selfish and like having the balls to ask kind of what you said about like, you're really good at asking for what you deserve in work. I'm shit at it when it comes to my relationships. And I think even when I look back romantically at other relationships I've had, I think there have been things that I've asked for, but I haven't always asked for all of my needs to be met or I haven't asked for like the basics in a lot of ways. And that translates into my friendships. So that's probably just asking for what I need. That's the biggest one for me. How are you going to do that though? Like practically, how are we doing that? Super fucking uncomfortably. (laughs) Like, like this I, is not a podcast where we are telling you how to do these things because we don't fucking none know. None of these episodes have been a podcast where we're telling something. No, really I know. Clear. But like we don't know what we're doing. We're works in progress. Yeah. And this is like if for anyone listening, if you thought you were going to log on today and be motivated or get like information on how to how to fix your life. This is not the podcast for you. If you are feeling alone and want to commiserate with us, or you want to, in ways, feel like there's someone out there that you can relate to, that's what we offer. Yeah. It's because, a little yeah, less I'm stakes. struggling with, I'm, yeah. Don't come to us for advice. Um, we are super I, unqualified. <laughs> super unqualified. Although you did say at the beginning that you've gotten more out of this than your therapy session. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Indire- unintentionally, yes. <laughs> there are some gems in here. <laughs> but no, what are you doing? Because I, maybe I should be doing some of those things. What <laughs> am I doing? <laughs> As in, like, are you trying to do things? Like, 
what I said I'm trying to do is not, it's difficult. It's like a habit that I guess you have to form. Yeah. You, but, it's more just like building out time for yourself and like creating clear boundaries around yes, your also, energy and your time. Yes. And actually I wanted to bring this up in this episode because one thing that I'm like actually cons- like mildly concerned about is how easy it is for me to shut my brain off. Like reality TV and being oh, able to watch your TV on your phone, which you know I do at all times. Yeah. I will put on an episode of like reality TV and I do it at the gym. I do it when I'm, well, not when I'm walking. I'll listen to like something slightly better, like a podcast or something. But like if I'm on transit, if I'm, you know, it's like 8 p.m. I don't know what else to do with the rest of my night. I'll turn on Big Brother and my brain just shuts off. Yeah. I just stop thinking. And that is like actually something I need to work on in order to be more selfish because I, I stop thinking about what I want to do and I turn into like a potato laying in my bed. Nice. Nice visual. I felt like a mountain troll is what I referred to myself the other day to my sister when I was talking about being wrapped up. Anyways. But yeah, top 10 the- people, consider your relationship with reality TV. Maybe it's No, so do you know what's – I have an actual tip for you right now because this was probably the only – thing yesterday I got out of my session. So I, I've been looking to implement a better morning routine. I'm looking to carve out time for myself in the morning, like little moments of, of joy for myself or things that put the things that are best for me first. So yesterday I woke up at like 6am. I ice rolled my face while I scrolled my phone, made a coffee. I went for a 45 minute walk. I got ready. I made myself breakfast at home. And then I went to the office like, it was just a very nice morning. It was a long Shan't day. Shan't be doing that. Shan't be doing that. <laughs> that sounds but intense. It was lovely for me. Like, it was nice. I liked doing it. Well, I, but here's the thing is that for me, I know is not sustainable. And I, like, if it, this morning I woke up and it was pouring rain, not just like a drizzle. It was a full storm. So I'm not going outside for a 45 minute walk in that. And so one of the things that my therapist yesterday brought up to me, she's like, it's really important for you to have contingencies in place so that if you hit a roadblock, you know what your backup plan is. So for me, what I did this morning was, yeah, I didn't get up and walk. I sat on my couch and I read. And I still took that time for me, but I had like a few things in my back pocket that I knew I could turn to if there were roadblocks to the things that I wanted to do. Because what I didn't want to do was snooze my alarm and just sleep longer. Yeah. So maybe for you, where no, there's like, moments where you're... Do, I can definitely do like a... Oh, sorry. That was my elbows. I can definitely do a morning routine. Um, not at no, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying do a morning routine. What you were saying, and maybe I misheard you, so if I did, let me know. You were saying that it's really easy for you to come home and just... Like veg. Like, well, just like fall into... The, which is a habit now for you, right? Yeah, you do for it. sure. So it's almost redirecting that habit to something else. So if you know that there's other things that you could be doing, like I know maybe that's like going for a walk. Maybe it's 
writing, maybe it's journaling, maybe it's reading, like things that you can do rather than just the default. Yeah. Like having a list because you like, I don't know, that was just, that would be my tip if you were looking to change that. No, no. Sometimes it's. I think that sometimes you, you need both, right? Like, and I definitely am super, and that does even relate back to being selfish because I do want to write more, but I'm just struggling to like motivate myself because once you fall into the, the big brother or the below deck or the insert name of reality TV show here, um, once you fall into that, that hole, it's like hard to watch an hour of reality TV and then be like, you know what? I'm going to do some, that do felt some good. That was enough. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't happen to me. Um, yeah. it's like the equivalent of having like two beers for me. Like if I have two beers, I'm going to have six. Like, I'm going to be honest. I can have one yeah, or, and go home. Or if once I, once I pass the two threshold, I've committed. Yeah. Fair. I like, and also sometimes I will say, especially when you have your brain on all day and you're around people, sometimes it is nice and it is selfish in a good way to turn your brain off. Totally. So like. You don't have to be always doing these active things. It's whatever is best for you and your soul and your energy at that point. Yeah. And I think so like, that's the point is we have to be in tune enough with ourselves to know what being selfish is in that moment, which is the yeah. tough part. I'm, yeah, it is tough. It's also, I don't know about you, but I have a really hard, I'm almost like out of tune with my intuition or like not my intuition, but, um, like my actual needs and like, it's almost like I live so in my head that I'm not aware of what is best for me always at the right time. Mm. <clears throat> Pardon me. Does that make sense? In a yeah. way. You can say no. It does a little <laughs> bit, but like in terms of your actual needs, do you mean like whether or not you need to like, I don't know, see friends? So uh, what I mean. Own? So. I think it's twofold. One, I think it's, I have defaults to isolate and like lay on my couch or like read or <clears throat> do things by myself. Cause I, I think instinctively for so long, I was like, that's how I recharge. It's not always like, that's what you were talking about. Like your default mode, like your thing that you kind of fall into, which is your reality TV. Mine is anything isolated. Yeah. So it's an actual muscle that I have to work to make plans or invite people over or invite myself over to, to see other people. So that's one. The other thing is someone once like a past therapist said that the way that if you asked me how I was feeling, I wouldn't be like, I'm feeling happy or I'm feeling sad. I'd be like, well, I think I'm doing okay. Or I think I'm doing this. It's like, it's mm. almost like I process my needs mentally versus actually what they are yeah they're like going through the it's like I through like the filter of your brain first instead of you being like this is actually in how my I'm body feeling you're like maybe I'm think feeling like this because it sounds good or it feels like that might be what they this want this feels like hear. what the other person needs to yeah. hear yeah so it's almost like I I really need to work on and I think this relates to what you were saying about 
actually figuring out, do I want to do these things? Do I want to do the things that my friend's talking about? I need to be more present and listen to my gut more without it filtering through my brain. Yeah. I don't fully know how to do that. Yeah. That's tough. But it's, I think (laughs) awareness is step number one. Awareness. And it's all uphill from here. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a really good insight though about yourself. I think that's, I've never heard you say that before, but you definitely do do that. You say like, oh, I think I feel fine. Or I think this, you know, I think I feel X, Y, Z. So yeah. And I wonder if now I'm thinking about whether or not I do it, I'm going to try and like suss it out. Um, What you were saying reminded me of this, like, uh, I've seen a lot of it on TikTok, this controversy, I guess, controversy around self-care and what it means to mm. like self-care is now synonymous with like being on your own journaling, taking a bath, basically being isolated from the world and like recharging. But sometimes that's not actually self-care. Sometimes that's avoidance. And I think that that's really yes. interesting. Like as like a, yeah, just a caveat to what we're kind of saying, because it feels quite related. This idea of like, you don't necessarily have, being selfish doesn't mean being on your own and thinking your thoughts and, you know, stewing or trying to overthink things, it can mean making time to do the thing out in the world with other humans that you want to do, um, as opposed to the Friday night plans that you think you should be doing. Like it's really complicated. But I think the whole idea that those things that you would do for yourself, so journaling, baths, you know, any of those like isolating activities, the fact that that is the single definition of self-care, I think, is what the issue totally. is. Totally. Because self-care is whatever you truly need in that moment to mend, to recharge, and to fill yourself with the energy that you need to move forward. And so when you're busy, like when I've been just so busy at work or – and I haven't really been social, self-care is me getting dressed up and going out for a nice dinner with my girlfriends or going to a patio or having a girls' night or getting in the car and driving to Toronto and seeing you guys. Like it's being around people that I get joy out of being around. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think it's – and again, I guess in order to be selfish, we've solved the problem. We've solved the problem. In order to be selfish, you just need I to I think be, I just need to come to Toronto. Yeah, that. <laughs> you need to move to Toronto. That. And in order to be selfish, you kind of just need to... The first step is being able to be in tune with yourself. And that's the thing that we're and both understanding working your on. needs, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing we're both working on. It's so hard when you're getting fed... Again, this is that word that I fucking hate. What you should be. Yeah and how you should be, and where you should be. So when you're dealing with that constantly, it's very easy to misread the actual signals of your own needs mm-hmm. when you're constantly constantly filtering out where, you, where you're not enough or where you should be directing your attention <sighs> towards. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good point. Like, it's – and I think – I mean, yeah, especially as women, I feel like we're constantly – doing that um I feel like even at it reminds me of work a lot um this idea of like managing the fact that I even have needs 
you know, like that I have emotions or that I have potentially different needs than my other male colleagues. Like I, I often struggle with that. Yeah. No wonder we all struggle with being selfish because it's almost not uh, the word isn't uncool, but like, it's not ideal to have needs. No. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Well, absolutely. Yeah. I am. There's been a lot on my plate at work specifically and a component of what I'm doing that's kind of outside my normal job description is really like technical implementation. And for the longest time, I just kept trucking along because I was like, I don't want to raise alarm at like I'm out of my depth or I've got too much on my plate Mm -hmm. because I don't want to be seen as if I can't do my job or I'm not good at what I do or that somehow reflects on me as an employee and my commitment to the company that I work for. And it took me fine, almost nearly like having a breakdown to be like, go to my boss and be like, I'm at my limit. Like I, first of all, I'm not skilled to take this further. So you need to hire someone else who can do this. And conceptually I can talk about it and I can talk about it, how it relates to like what I'm doing with my team, but you need someone more specialized to, to move it forward. And also to express that I'm at my limit. Like I physically cannot take on more and neither can my team. So it took, and now I'm very comfortable saying that my boss, my boss has really worked with me to figure out what I can and can't offload to other people. But it's been only in the last six months that I've been able to articulate that need and set up that boundary because they're not going to get the best out of me or any employee if they're spread too thin. So true. We're like, we're, we're reaching the end, but I want to ask you about who you think in your life or like celebrities or like people on the internet, who you think is a selfish bitch Mm. in a good way. We talked about this yesterday and I think I'm going to kind of steal your answer. Oh yeah, go for it. Because I love her. I bought her card game. You introduced me to her. So technically it's your answer. Okay. I'll take it then. It's Serena Kerrigan. I think she's just like unapologetically her. And she does not give a fuck. And she is just out there doing what she wants without really feeling bad about it or feeling shame. And to me, that is so empowering. Her whole, like you were talking about this yesterday, her whole mentality of like, do it for the plot. Yeah. It's so funny too, because I feel like when I start to think about which people on the internet that I follow or friends or whoever, when I start to think about who's selfish, it's always in an empowering way, right? Like I'm thinking about it in a positive way. I'm not like, oh, who's, you know, they're so selfish. Um, So it's so funny how how fucked up it is in your own brain where you're like, I don't want to appear selfish, but then people who are being selfish were like, I need to emulate that person because they're being so selfish and they're doing whatever the fuck they want to do. It's just kind of weird. Which is, (laughs) it's holding yourself to one standard and the world to another. Yeah, exactly. uh, Serena Kerrigan, not Susan, Serena Kerrigan is amazing. She's so cool. What about for you? Who would you want to emulate? I don't know. Like, I think there's lots of people in my life who are selfish in a really positive way. My friend Natalie is selfish in a really positive way. Like she's really considered about what she wants to do. And she probably wouldn't call herself selfish 
even in a positive way. Like, I don't think that she, she thinks that she's as good at it as she is, but she's quite good at being like, do I really want to do this? Or is this serving me? Um, And if it isn't, she'll say no. And she's pretty unapologetic about it, at least externally, which I really appreciate. There was this, so there's this uh, girl I follow. She's a newsletter. Her name's Haley Nauman. She, it's called, um, her newsletter is called Maybe Baby. And Mm -hmm. she recently did an article in a different magazine. It was like an op-ed, sorry, not an op-ed. It was an interview of her. And it was, um, oh man, I'm going to have to, we'll put it in the show notes, but essentially it was all about her experience doing drugs and like her relationship with it changing over time. And I guess this relates to being selfish for me because it was an amazing piece and it got her a lot of exposure, but it was also kind of scary. Like, you know, even other podcasts you listen to or other newsletters that you read, like people don't really, there's certain things people don't talk about. Um, and she just like laid it all completely out there. She was like, it's embarrassing to describe the first time I did acid and you know, it's embarrassing to, to think about how I really only went to electronic shows because I was like doing MDMA. Like, I don't really like that kind of music. I don't know. There was just something very empowering about how she was like, taking that back for herself and being like, fuck it. You know what? Like I'm gonna, I'm going to tell the whole story because it's my life and I can be selfish about that. I haven't quite worked out why I find that that's selfish of her. Um, I think it's unapologetic individualism and unapologetic, unapologetically owning you. Yeah. Yeah. She's really cool. That's a very scary thing. Yeah. It's incredibly scary. And as someone who writes on and off, I always struggle with that line between like, how willing am I to be brutally honest and like entirely myself at the risk of exposing how I really feel about something or someone. Yeah. It's tough. Which ties right back to like, that is completely neglecting your needs and putting other people and how palatable you would be to them yeah. first. Like not being your authentic self because you're worried about how other people are going to take it is probably the biggest disservice that you can do for yourself. And I'm massively guilty of it. Yeah, totally. I mean, but I also think that it's very complex because we are not influencers. But if you look at influencers like Tinks, for instance, she yeah. talks about how she has to safeguard some things for herself. Like her, she doesn't talk about her romantic relationships anymore, for instance. Um, so there is an element of being selfish that relates to actually not sharing parts of yourself. So it's like, it's complicated. Um, and I think if it's serving you, then sharing it is great. Yes. And if it's not, then having the guts not to share it is, is great. Yeah. It's just the end of the day, we all need to put our own needs first. Because we can't be who we need to be for other people if we don't. Coley, this was lovely. It was. It was. I'm like, <laughs> it was. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited to, I also don't think we dug in as far as we could on this episode. It might be interesting at some point to bring in a therapist. Yes. To talk about this. Because you and I can talk from our own experience, but not big picture. No. So I think that would be interesting next, but thanks for, so 
for the chat today. I miss you, and this was lovely. I miss you. I talk to you soon. Okay, love you. Love bye. you. Bye.